So we're in an area which really primarily is an Ezra area, actually. Um, so for for what the shears on the, but there's overlap with Cheshmish as we've explained before. The area is, is particularly the area of second marriages, which is where the areas come up the most. But the areas are really in every marriage, but 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 in many. In most marriages, this shayla won't be as nagel as it is in the second marriage. The shayla is in second marriages, uh, or in any marriages, what are the rights of a husband over a wife's estate in all the areas that that encumbers? That, that, that covers um, wages, that covers mitzia, that covers um, if she has assets which generate income, that covers if there's any yerusha that comes to her. And each of those areas are a different area of halacha with their own halachas and separate uh, um, Areas how to how to structure it etc. and when they happen how they happen. So there's certain schus in which a baal has every baal has in their wife's estate. Some of those schus are deraisa. Some of those schus are drabonon. Some of those are takonos which Hazal made because they wanted a husband to look after a wife and support her and feed her etc. etc. So they felt that there's going to be eva if the husband doesn't get back. You know, imagine if a husband's supporting his wife and his wife's earning millions of pounds. And she's not letting him touch that money, but he still has to support her. Chazal saw that would create a certain friction in the home, and therefore there are certain things which are takonas and certain times a wife has an opt-out and that's well. Where this gets the most negia in this particular uh, about the shaila is, as we've discussed before, if you have a uh, husband number one who's nifter and leaves a will stroke tavor where his whole estate should go to his wife. And then, if subsequently, somewhere down the line, she gets remarried. And in that remarriage, if she doesn't know to write any stars, etc., and in that remarriage, then, the, the husband number two now becomes her Baal. So, as a Baal, he has the same rights to his wife's assets as husband number one has to his wife's assets. The fact is, the second marriage in Halacha has no difference whatsoever between a husband's rights in, the, in his wife, in the first marriage, second marriage, or tenth marriage, for that matter, unless... Things are done otherly, you know. Otherwise, in other stories, etc. So, where's the where's the issue? The issue is that if husband number one's nifter and leaves everything to husband to his wife, and she gets married to husband number two, if she were nifteres before her husband number two, he will yashin everything automatically. When he's nifter, unless he writes a will and savor that what he got from his second wife should go back to their children, everything will go to his children, who may be the step siblings of the first children and the first husband's estate will go completely out uh, um, uh, of, of, of his family to, to pets and people who are strangers in, in halakha so to speak now the challenge with this is that as we're about to see inside in the Shulchan Aruch, we began it already a little bit but we haven't yet seen properly inside is that once they're married a second time then without compliance from the husband agreeing to write certain stories, there's nothing that can be done. So as we've discussed, mentioned once before, that that's, was once called into a case. So the husband was unfortunately in a home and, and, and wasn't compass anymore. He wasn't in a position where he could write any star. Not You can have a husband who's not prepared to write a star because he's not interested in writing star. He just realizes he's won the pools and he's very happy that no one advises his wife otherwise. And Shana Yisrael, have a good day. But you can have a case for Betsam, he would have no problem. Just no one told anyone, no one realized anyone. They got married in good faith. And like we said, 
um, many, many Rabbonim, including local Rabbonim, didn't have much experience with second marriages where the wife had assets. It wasn't so common. And, and just weren't so familiar with doing this, even though, as we mentioned, ironically, as opposed to most of the halachas which we discussed, is the Mufurisha Mishnah. It's not, it's not uh, you know, we've got and we've got all sorts of modern day creations. This is basic Mishnah. Nightbreak Exubus, first Mishnah, it's Mamish, you know. Um, even if you're in a Yeshiva, you don't finish the Perik, it's the first Mishnah in the Perik, right? You have to get that far in the Masef, I suppose. But Lemaisa, if a person doesn't have Das, and he's now married, there's nothing you can do. And, and, and that's some, by that stage, if he's nifter, I'll be in Torah, it will go to his Yerushim. Now, if they want to do the right thing and give it back, they can. And if they come and ask me what's the right thing, I tell them how that he says. It's theirs. They're not here. Is it nice? Is it popular? You might discuss with Solomon and the Mishmacha what should you do. But Edson Abid didn't tell you it's theirs. So, so this is something which, which needs understanding exactly what it is, how it works, when it works, what can be done. The, the particular challenge here is we're about to see, I think maybe uniquely, in, 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 I, I can't think of any other area where there's such a tiny window when, when the normal star can be done, is the window for this is specifically between Erosin and Nisuin. As we're going to see, there are some types of stories that could be done in theory before Erosin, but they're not the norm. But it's between Erosin and Nisuin. Before Erosin, for him to be Masalik himself, which means to withdraw himself from the rights that he is due to have, is the Dovash because before Erosin, even though nowadays we have engagement, engagement really, Allah, is nothing. So he's a stranger. So, so imagine you go up to someone who you've met and, and not married, not anything, and say, I'm withdrawing from the rights I'm going to have when we get engaged and married. And it's a nonsense. There's, there's nothing, it's not yours to withdraw. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's not Chal Bechlal. After Nisuin, certain things would need a Kenyan from the Baal, and certain things might not even work with a Kenyan, as we'll see. And so we have a tiny window between Chupa, between the Kedushin and the Nisuin, which is made worse by the fact uh, it's not even so clear what is the Nisuin. At uh, what stage is the Nisuin? And by a second marriage, the Nisuin might not be the same as Nisuin by a first marriage. That we have to see. So, so, so we, have, we have a window. Right? We, have a, we have a small window here. Which is why, as we've discussed, that it's done under the Chuppah, uh, in the Shilahed, after Kriya's Ksubah is done, there's another Shilahed that's done, unless it's announced. Yeah, unless it's announced. Uh, um, um, then, then it's done quietly with Kinyonim, and, 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 and that's when it's done. So now let's, let's um, you know, I, I'd like you to go the other way, maybe, before we see in, in Shulchan Aruch. Let me just show you what a, a Shtar Siddiq is, because uh, some of them are the Shum, um, punk, because we discussed in the Kemal has a relative who actually needs a Shtar Siddiq. So I gave him a copy of Shtar Siddiq, and he was, he was very surprised after hearing the Shum how little is actually in it. It's, it's a very small Shtar. Um, there is a much more detailed, longer version, which uh, I personally and the Rob also agrees is much not necessary. And Bifrat, because there is an Indian here under the Chuppah of trying to, you know, there's a certain Adinus here, a certain 
you know, you're not trying to shine a light on it. And the more it can look like Iksuba, and a mini Iksuba, etc., uh, the, the more refined it. Sorry? It's not it's not at all. So, what happens is, under the Chuppah, the Chassan does a Kenyan. That's something that you'll never normally see. And then the Eden sign it under the Chuppah. And then the Chassan gives it. It's the color like he had done with the Iksuba. Now, the, the Maile is in some places, especially in Eretz it's quite Mkubal that under the Chuppah itself, the Chosen will be Makabal Kinyan and, and, and the Eden will sign on the Ksuba. It's quite often because otherwise it's a star. They get nervous, star Mukhtum, whatever it is. Uh, so, so the concept itself, if it's done quietly, done non necessarily in Chaps, apart from the fact that normally the second marriage of Chuppah is not, you know, with 10 minutes of Nigunim and everything else. It's a smaller thing, there's less people there. Most people are not, you know, paying too much attention. Um, although, like we said last time, that, that if they pay attention, sometimes the people paying attention, it's good for them to know when they come on to be Masada Kedushin elsewhere. So, here, what are you going to ask? No. Yeah. Right, okay. So, here is a, I've taken out the names just now. Um, no. No, I was going to say, at what point of the proceedings do they do it? So, we do it um, after the Kedushin. The Kedushin, we know when it is, that's the ring, right? Haram Kedesh, Steve Tabalzuk, that's the issue, so. Once that's on, then we do normally Kriyas Ksuba and the giving of the Ksuba. The Kriyas Ksuba is posher, just to be massive between the condition and the Sun. Um, so it can either be done before or after the Ksuba. I would normally do it after the Ksuba. Um, but the bottom line is, before the Nisuin, when is the Nisuin? So the, the, the Rav came up with a Mahalach, which it, it's a chumrah, but it doesn't do any harm to do it. So again, we'll, we'll see when we get later exactly what, when is the nisuin. It's not interesting to, to understand because you know you go to chuppahs and exactly when is the nisuin. Yeah, we don't care because between the beginning of the day and the end of the day they're married, right? So exactly when, what, where? It's, they all it's all covered in pictures and videos, so it doesn't matter exactly what's happened. But nice, it's interesting to know you're at, you're at a halachic uh, uh, a process and procedure going on here. By the way, Kedushin we all know, right? Uh, Nisuin, exactly, when is it? And it's different, Minhagim and different, etc. So, so... Uh, well, the Kedushin is quite clear, you put the ring on. Uh, I was at a case where the... They didn't have a ring? After, the, after they said the Hari at, and they had the Nisuin, and after they realized that um, they had made a mistake in the um, Hari at, and they passed them, you couldn't get any in there because of all the Rabboni around it. Okay. So okay. after the Rabbanim passed, they had to give the ring back to the, the Kanaatikim, and say, so Ariat again and give the ring." So back. okay, that doesn't mean the condition is not clear. It means if you don't do it properly, you'll have to again. But we know what condition yeah, is. But it's done after Nisuin. Okay, so, so, okay, that'll be a shy of what Nisuin is. There is a shy if Nisuin can actually be called before Kedushin. That's that's. Wait, let's wait till we get there. But but Lemaisa. Um, so what the, what the Rob said to do, which I might have mentioned to you, just for the holiday, is that. We tell the Chassan beforehand to say to the Edim that um, the Nisuin will not happen until we've done the Shtar Siluk. So I, d- I did that um, um, once to the Chassan. He said, do I have to say it or can I just think it? I said, no, I want you to say it, say it back to uh, the, me and the other Eid. So he did. And he said, and what happens if I change your mind? I said, well, now that you've said it, you're not going to be believed because it's what believe. You just told us, you just declared the Nisuin won't happen until we've done it. So if you think that in your mind after, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It's what believe. You declared it, and that's why I made you say it. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being a chacham and go to the chuppah, right? <laughs> but but let me just uh, let, let me just, uh, uh, um, just pass this around and see. Now this is a more extreme uh, uh, type of shtar sip, as you'll see in one second. We'll talk it through. Pass it down if you can. Okay. 
So it reads, it reads similar to, similar as, um, it reads, it reads similar to a Ksuvah B'chamishi B'Shabos on whatever the day of whatever the month is in Shnas Tzamaish Talaf and Shram Meisr Shreinu B'Shalish Rebiya Sa'ilam Minin Shanu Minin Khan that we count here in whichever town it was in. This one actually was not in London, so otherwise would have left in London because that's not such a giveaway. Eich um, Ani. So and so, Ben so and so, Hachosan Matel, Kesudari Sossi, because he's already had Eusin, Moras, so and so, so and so. Din Udvarim, Eni Ben Chosayich, I have no rights to your assets, Upeirusayim, or the income that comes from those assets, Upeirusayim, or the income that comes from the income of those assets, Ad Eilam. And as we saw in the Mishnah, if you would only write Eni Ben Chosayich and not write Peirusayim, then you'd have to take the income and invest that, and from the income's income you get. So you have to say, Perisay, Perisay, and that's already all the way back to the mission in Gemara. Here's the bit where not every Shtasiluk has to have. Bechayich, Ubermoisich. In my lifetime and after. In your lifetime and after you die. So, so the minimum that should be in a Shtasiluk is Bermoisich. Right, because the minimum that a shtar is normally trying to achieve is that the husband doesn't yash his wife, and that her assets will go back to her children, etc. Again, all of this is only if she's got children from her first marriage, right? If she doesn't have children from her first marriage, bechlal, then she might not be bothered, bechlal, right? Because, so what will happen if it goes up to him? I mean, what? So it depends where it's from. If these if this assets were from her first husband to begin with, so if she doesn't write, the, if she writes this, it'll go to her Yerushim, not to his Yerushim. Right? Once he's given it to his wife, it'll go to her Yerushim. So either way, it's not going back to his family, unless that will be written that way. Right? So I'm saying it's not, it's not as, 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 as urgent, so to speak, as when, when he really wanted his assets to go to his children, but he gave it first to his wife, and now it'll end up going out to some strangers. Um, but it can, it can be, you know, as you say, um, if she, for example, um, inherited from her, fa- from her father, and now she doesn't, you know, they don't want it going off somewhere strange, they want it going back to the family, then it, it, it could be. Akaponim, so the minimum is the moisech, because the minimum is to say no Yerusha. Now, in a, in a marriage where Ba'etzim, though, all the income that she has is meant to be joining the pot and contributing together, and that might be what they need to get by, then, then fine, then, then we don't like the chayich. Right, but when there's enough assets that, for example, and this this I've come across a number of times where she might be using the money that she has from the income to help support some of her children. Support doesn't necessarily mean support in full-time learning or whatever. Just helping out, so some of them need more help and making share boxes for any clerk or whatever it may be. And she doesn't want to be a schnorrer that once she's married, this is now not her money anymore, and she needs to ask for a shus from her husband, or even feel bad, or whatever it may be, etc. So there are certain cases where the wife will say, I, I need that freedom. You know, my money and my money, and I, I, and I want even that, the right to spend. Because again, if one doesn't have a shus, and if the husband is supporting a wife, then, then she can't just give away. Now normally that would be, in a, in a first marriage, that would be giving away to their joint children. Right, so... There are some wives who might spend more money on their children than the husbands like. That's a different discussion. But, but at least they're his kids. 
right? But if the noise children, she's giving to her children, etc., etc. Right? You know, so then that can, that can create problems. So if one knows in advance, how much freedom do you want? You know, with your money. So do we want to put this down? Do we not want to put this down? Maybe we want to put this down on half, etc. So so then that's where the question of whether it says bechayich or meisich or just meisich. And I'm being a myself from inheriting. With dinner dvarim any bar, I've got no right to it. Now here's an important uh, uh, concept which we're going to see uh, come up in the pesachu and in the ramah later on. This is a really like a belt and braces. Anything which you don't give me as a gift, if I take it as Yerusha or etc., etc., which would be a breach of what it says above, I'm obliging myself to give it back. Now, the reason why that is important is because, as we've discussed a number of times before, and really, if you remember, this is the the uh, get out of jail card that we use in the halachic davar is this chayvus shtachatzizocha you're mechayev to the daughters but if you honor the will this chayvus is bottle etc so here what we're doing is we're, we're locking in that even if let's say these kinyanim don't work they haven't been done properly they weren't done etc etc but he's mechayev to return so he's mechayev mechayev what he wants so he, he's been mechayev to return it and then we finish off a canina, so and so, I'll come as a customer for a shell, but one of the costs will make me be a culture or a kind, that's the canyonim, and then the aids in the sign. So, if the canyonim haven't worked, then he is the yosh. Sorry? If the canyonim haven't worked, then he is the yosh. When the being high and talking about the Right, when it says, then it means the people who are her next of kin, so to speak. So, and, and also, one thing that helps is if he, if he takes it, she'll make it in then this chaibus would, would, would for sure kick in here. It would also make a difference to a joint account. If they've got a joint account, uh, that is, that's, that's more complicated because the shayla is whose is the money in a joint account. Yeah, but if she put the money in originally into the joint account... But, but if she puts money into a joint account, then one could argue that's called the matana. That's more complicated, really. Right? Because, because now that it's joint, like we discussed before... Right. Uh, Joint tenancy. Again, I, I, I've seen a long uh, tuba before, and I've never asked anyone in banking um, to, to ascertain this for me. With a property in joint tenancy, we've discussed before legally the law is that it belongs to both 100%, and when one is nifter, the surviving spouse gets it without needing probate, without needing anything, because they left the last man standing holding 100%, and it's very hard to see from that. Halakhically, even though as I told you before, I've asked a room with uh, over 100 people in before um, to put up their hands if they know whether their home is in joint tenancy or tenancy in common, never mind which one. If they know which one it is, blank stairs and whatever. Normal. You're an accountant. Uh, most people, well, you weren't there, but most people, no idea. So it isn't, it's not geschmack to say halachically that since Aldaz Kane, a couple, purchased their home in the vehicle of joint tenancy, that's their intention. Because even though the lawyers are legally bound to explain to their clients before it's purchased and joint tenancy that this is what it means, go around asking people, is your home on joint tenancy or tenancy in common? You're normally met with, uh, right, or either, right? So, so okay, but after I became, if it is purchased and joint tenancy, to make it from the wife, I, I don't know any person, I don't know any person that would be Moitzit from a wife and say, because you're not a Yerush. Again, she'd have a right to live there in any case, as long as she's an Amona, but 
But I don't know of any Yerush who I don't know of any Bezin who would be mostly from and say, No, you didn't you, know, you didn't get it in joint tenancy and therefore it goes to the Yerushim. I'm not aware. And maybe I'm not aware. Um, but a bank account is different. My understanding of a bank account, and again, I, I could well be completely wrong. I'll tell you where it comes in in a minute, and I think then all of a sudden you'll all agree that I'm right. A bank account, the reason why um, each person is allowed legally to spend the money is because if one person is nifta on a joint bank account and the other person would carry on withdrawing money and then the next of kin of the one who is nifta would go to the bank and say, you've given away our, our, our money, shalake it in, they'd be in trouble. So therefore, to protect themselves, the banks say, when you have an account with two signatories on the bank account, then they both have full rights to the money, so to speak. But I don't think it is that it therefore means that legally it's owned by both. And let me show you where this shayla comes up. Mamish Nagir, we've had the Nateri about it. You can have an elderly woman, be it a mother or a grandmother, who is not so mobile, doesn't go so much to the shops, etc., etc., who has a bank account. And she has a daughter or granddaughter, it's normally not the daughter-in-law, but a daughter or granddaughter, who becomes the co-signatory on the bank account, partially because she does the shopping and she'll pay the bills and it's much easier if she's on the account as well. And she can go, you know, before chip and pin, where, where you just tapped in, your mum didn't even have to put in anything. So, so she, she can go and she'll, it, it just works better. Now, if that woman has got ten children, right, I don't believe anyone with a straight face would say that the intention is that that money all belongs to the, the grandmother and the granddaughter to the level that if the grandmother dies, automatically the, all the money in the bank account goes to the granddaughter, not, nothing to do with probate, nothing to do with anything, in the same way as we would with a, with a property in joint tenancy. I just don't buy that. I don't believe anyone genuinely thinks that's what happens. Now, we've, well, the reason I say is we've had Dini Teira where the signatory on the bank account has taken large amounts of money, especially the morning after the patira. Right? A large chunk of money went, or maybe the morning after Shiva, I don't know which one. A large amount of money went out, went out and, and, and the Edson was tied afterwards. I, I, I don't know what your problem is. I'm a joint signatory on the bank account. It's my money. I, why did you take it all out? Because I knew that my brothers were going to make trouble. I knew they were make trouble, so I took it out. But Edson... The same way as I could have spent it all when Granny was alive or whatever. He said, you could have spent it all when Granny was alive and you would have been a gunner. It was never intended when you make someone a cousin in such... Again, a husband and wife could well be different. A muscle. It's, it's you can be a signature without being a joint account. Because this, this grandmother could withdraw that permission at any point. I don't think it's joint Right, bank that's bank different than a joint bank account. Yeah. Okay, I hear. I hear that. I don't know what this one was, whether it was just made to her signature or opened the bank account together. But to, to be clear, I'm not sure always that other people necessarily also realise that. Right. You know, if a granddaughter says to her, let, let's you know, put me on your bank account as well, or, or let's open an account together because it works so much better. But whatever the legal thing is, the reason it's clearly different to husband and wife who both have an income and everything goes into one account and they spend it all up. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hear that. And, and I also think that, um, as I've said, uh, 15 years ago, uh, some of these shares depend on where you're from. In, in other words, um, and, and this, is, this, this part is not meant as a criticism, it's just different Hanagas Achaim. I think that, that's, that, that a Yekish couple who have a joint bank account, chances are very, very high that the intention is that what's mine is yours and yours is mine and everything, whatever. But, but 
let's say Hasidish couple, if they have a joint bank account, love dafka is the husband's intention, that his wife owns everything. He just it's just easier because she spends and whatever. If they have two accounts, let's say, one account that's just in his name and then a joint account, then yes, I would probably say that what's in the joint account is not in it. But if they have just one account, right, then then I don't know if necessarily the task is that, that she should be a shutter in all of it, or it's just it's easier because she does the shopping and I, and I make it, she spends it, like most healthy marriages. And, and, and that doesn't mean it's hers, it just means that's what works, you know. So, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I think that, I, I, I could hear a chiluk between a, a bank account and a house. One uh, husband said, I allow my wife to draw down the necessary expenses whenever she wants. His shot was, I allow her to take my money to use for the family. Right, correct, correct. And, I, and I'm sure there are many like that. I'm sure there are many like that. And I'm, I, I'm sorry to say, I would not be at all surprised if there are many people like that here in Golders Green as well. But that is the intention. It's not the intention that the money belongs to her. Or half the money belongs to her. By the way, just to push push that, and I know you're not going to like this raya, and it's not a good raya, but it's a raya. For her raya, if she would spend more than a certain amount on the account without speaking to her husband, in, in, depending on how wealthy you are, um, he may well not be happy. Now you'll tell me that's not a right because we can't afford it, so why are you spending it? But one second, if half it's mine, there's, there's the right thing, and the, but, but Lamaise, it's mine. I, I'm allowed to spend it. Maybe you're not happy with me I spent it, but I'm not a gunner if I spent it. I don't know. I don't know. I would not be surprised if in many, many marriages, including here in North London, maybe even including in the shul, if I may say, if a wife would go and, 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 and spend more than the normal shopping. She go, you know, she go and buy herself a diamond bracelet. She go and buy herself a diamond bracelet, right? So if a wife would go and buy herself a diamond bracelet, I would not be at all surprised if some husbands would think that's my second neighbor. She sells half the business. If she sells half the business, she's got to sell. Yeah, 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 again, yeah. So, so that's also, you know, if it, that that by the way is a separate shayla. When when a business is in joining a husband and wife. Is that a rye that half really belongs to the wife? That also depends on, as we said before. And that's, uh, but Lamaisa, that by the way is not a new Yiddish Shashayla that goes all the way back to the Rajra. The Rajra discusses uh, certain uh, scenarios where, where we find that in the Gomorrah, certain times it's put in people's names for different reasons. And the Rajra discusses certain times when a husband might put in certain things in his wife's name, but his intentions never. Uh, or doesn't mean is mucking it to her. There's other reasons and benefits why he might do it that way, but that that, that doesn't mean it's it's hak not. Uh, we think we mentioned here before. There's a children of Moshe Sternberg, which which I, I think I said, said this here years ago before I saw the children that I can hear to mechalik between a marital home in joint tenancy and a holiday home in joint tenancy on the one hand, and investment properties in joint tenancy or, or in joint name, etc. Uh, I can hear that one is more tucker meant to belong to both than others, but again, it depends. It depends who you are. Uh, someone comes to write itself, oh, first marriage, everything's straightforward, but Edson, and, and um, all his properties, all his everything, shares, companies, everything, everything, everything is in uh, half is in his name and half in his wife's name. Um, so, when doing the estate planning and discussing what to do, etc., I said, well, well, can you tell me what is yours and what's your wife's? So he said, well, no, this, this belongs to both of us. This, this is just mine. I said, okay, but whose name is it in? I, he said, no, I'm going to have to check. I don't remember, do remember, don't remember. But bottom line, it's tucked in his name and his wife's name. 
but the money all came from his Yerusha and, and in his mind he never had dust he it to his wife and, and uh, he doesn't know what to say I said do you mind calling your wife he said no he called his wife um, no she was meant to be there but she couldn't make it and so she called his wife I said, I just want, I don't make any trouble here. <laughs> Contrary to how it looks, but, but, can you just tell me what your understanding is? You know, what's your understanding of, I said, I'm just, I said, it makes enough community in who has to write what stories and how it's where it's not, it's not a question, you know, I'm happily married and stay happily married. I just need to know what, what we're doing here. And, you know, and she said, listen, all the money comes from him. He's earned all the money over the years. I've run the home. He's earned the money. But all I can tell you is, he's always said, whatever I have, you know, we're partners in. Everything we have, we're partners in. And he's always, always said that. <laughs> okay, this is why I step back. <laughs> you know, but... He uh, No, he didn't. He smiled after we hung up the phone. He said, she's right. She's right. I have always told her that. I said, have you always meant it? He said, I don't know how much thought I put to it. But I, <laughs> he said, she is right. She's not, she's not lying. I mean, we've had cases, obviously, where people can... Can uh, you know invent the truth? He said, "I have always said that those are the words I always use. Whatever you know, it's uh, you know it, I don't come home and say, oh wow, Barsham, I made a good deal.' He said, Barsham, we made a good deal. Barsham, you know, we had a good week. We had a good month. We had a bad month. You know, maybe that doesn't say as much. But keeps that to himself. But the master that you know, he said, I have always used that shmach. It's true. Now, if Chassidim, a couple in that scenario, would get would to get divorced." Um, you know, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was the other way around. It was the other way around. There was a property only in his name. There was a property only in his name. And over this is what it came out that that she said, I don't know. He always said that you know whatever he has is belongs to both of us. So it was never really relevant whose name it was put in or not. If it was, he said, she said, if there be a property in my name, it belongs to both of us. If the property in his name belongs to both of us. I'm just telling you what he's always said. What is, I'm not the dying, you're the dying, I can't tell you what is, what isn't, and whatever. Now, I, I don't know. Go figure. You know, are, are you going to turn around and say that if a husband says that, that means that when he goes and buys a property and puts it with his own money and puts it in his own name, he really had to ask to be kind of half of it for her? If he didn't have dust at that moment when he's kind of it, telling his wife whatever we have is, belongs to both of us is completely irrelevant unless he's doing a kidney with her. He was doing a kinyan where he's mucking to half everything he has. You can do that now. Call her in, we'll do a kinyan now. If that's what you want, we can do it. It's not a problem. But because you say whatever we have is both of us, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's not clear. And I probably, I probably say there's... No, I definitely say there's no one size fits all of this Shiloh on different people because you mummish then have to know the couple, the mindset, etc. But... Unless it's Baruch Hashemesh, that when he purchased that property, his dancers, I'm buying for both of us. Why is it in my name and this is better? Not my name, that's better in her name, but the na- don't look at the names. You know, there are places where they say the names. <laughs> the names. You know, but, 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 uh, but, but, um, I don't know. So, so some of these things, uh, so maybe it's a link to the introduction, which had nothing to do with this, that Shaila. Sometimes people lose track of, of what's real and what's the mirage, and what's being done in such a way for such a reason. But, but the trouble is, when it comes to unraveling afterwards, sometimes it's so difficult to know, because actually the people themselves didn't have any das at the time when they did what we how. And so what are you meant to do now? Now, all of this, if it's in the first marriage, where 
it's all the same beneficiaries and etc. And, and they're still happily married and they should stay happily married. Okay, so it's just a shiloh of what way we can do it. We can we can cover ourselves one way or another. But if it's in the second marriage, it, and it, it, it can get very messy. So we continue in this